Hello and welcome to According to John. Today I have a special episode. We will be covering the COVID-19 and the vaccine. What do we do with it? You know, I did a episode here uh, not too long ago to vaccine or not the vaccine. It was interesting because YouTube pulled it down, said I violated their policy and that if I put anything like that up again, they'll cancel my channel on YouTube, which is fine. I, you know, I'm, I'm so over this censorship and all the junk that's going on that they're doing to us. And of course, they just want to keep quiet because the agenda is to push this vaccine. And it's not even a vaccine. It's just a shot of, of poison. And oh, man, it's, it does incredible amounts of damage to your system. And even if it's not up front, the long-term effects of it are not going to be good. One of the things in it is glycol. Glycol is antifreeze. And, of course, they put it in there so it doesn't freeze when they need to freeze it to ship it, and your body can't handle it. So as I was going through this, I thought, hey, you know what? My last episode on the vaccine was to show you articles from around the world where other countries won't even let it in their country. They say it's unsafe. It's killing people. And so they refuse to bring it in. And those that did bring it in realized what was going on, and they stopped it. And they said, you know what? We're, we're not going to do this. So they put a halt to it. America seems to be pushing this harder and harder and harder. And they're even using your employer to threaten your job if you don't take the vaccine. Legally, they can't do it. Legally, the government is not allowed to force someone to get a vaccine or to get a shot. So what they've done is they've put tax pressures, financial pressures on different companies that say, hey, listen, you are going to push this. Because if the employer pushes it and they don't, they can say, well, we didn't push it. We didn't, we didn't make it mandatory, if you will. So they've put this responsibility off on the employers. Guys, you do not have to take this vaccine. But what I thought I would do, I came across a video, Dr. Ryan Cole. Dr. Ryan Cole is more than qualified. You'll hear all of his qualifications. And he gives us an alternative to fight COVID to stay healthy rather than taking the shot. He explains so much in this and he explains it incredibly well. It's about a 27-minute video. I've I went through and edited. I've left the majority of it in there because I don't want you to think that I've tampered with it in any way. So you'll hear most of the applause and everything that's going on there. I literally tried to leave some of it. There were some places where it was a lull. It was maybe a little bit quiet because they were asking questions and you couldn't hear some of the questions. So I deleted that part out. Other than that, you're going to get the actual video in its entirety of him speaking, Dr. Ryan Cole. So I invite you to listen. It is video. I will have it video and sound. I will put it out there. So however you wish to listen to it on According to John. My goal is just to educate. I am not a doctor. I can't tell you not to get the vaccine or the jab or the shot, however you want to refer it. I can't tell you to do that. And I won't tell you to do that. But what I will do is I will put up information every time I find information that is legitimate information. And then once you hear it, once you see it, the decision is yours. I did it on the last podcast when I talked about to vaccine or not to vaccine. I told you on there that I'm going to do it God's way. Daniel 
showed throughout that he would do it God's way and all of men were healthier for it. I still believe that's true. I also believe that this COVID is a pandemic. I'm not telling you that people aren't getting sick. What I'm telling you is the world should never have been shut down for it. There is an agenda. The agenda is for full-on control. Again, you can look around. Look at the speech control, uh, the free speech. There is none. They're wiping it out as fast as they can. They're censoring. Anything to tell you how to keep your immune system the way God says to keep your immune system, gone, shut it off. Anything that says, hey, don't get the vaccine, gone, shut it off. There's 87,000 doctors and nurses, and I think it's higher than that now. I was Last I checked, I think they said it was 150,000. But I'm not, I know for a fact it's 87,000 doctors and nurses around the world trying to sue the governments for pushing this quote-unquote vaccine. Listen, FDA not regulated. They will not approve it. It is personally funded, privately funded. It is being pushed upon us with no understanding of long-term effects. The miscarriage rate is off the chart. Pregnant women that are getting this shot are miscarrying their children within a few days. I have put up, or I think I did on the last one. If not, I've read so much material on this and researched so much that women that get the vaccine and they're breastfeeding, they breastfeed their children, and within days their children are dying. They're dying because... When they breastfeed, uh, the chemicals in the milk from the mother gets into the child and it's raising the enzymes in the liver so high that it's shutting these children off and they're dying. Guys, this isn't anything to mess with. I take every risk I know of jeopardizing, according to John, podcast and listeners and turning people away. I think the people that you need to listen to the most are those who are willing to lose everything to tell you the truth. The doctors that are getting paid to push the vaccine, they're getting paid to promote. You need to be careful of that because the man that's willing to lose everything to tell you the truth, he's more than likely spot on. I know the media is doing a lot of character assassination if you disagree with this quote-unquote vaccines. They're making them look like they're crazy. They are, it's just full-on character assassination is what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video. And uh, Dr. Ryan Cole, the goal is that you learn from it, that it helps you. And uh, you really, really think about what you're doing and understand the alternatives are way healthier than this quick shot. The quick shot might give you freedom today, but what is your health worth? Do it God's way. We've had so many viruses and that, that they've, they've never taken many out. I mean, you look at the, and I know every life is important. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if you look at the statistics, look at the CDC numbers, the CDC numbers, do you realize that there are less people died in 2020 than what died in 2018 and 2019? If we had a pandemic, why are there less numbers? As a matter of fact, COVID has virtually wiped out the flu. We don't even have cases for the flu anymore. Now, isn't that amazing? All these years, and then we get a virus, and it wipes out the flu. Guys, please, please 
Open your eyes. Read. Research. Look. Look across the globe, not just in America. America, the main media, they're lying to you. They don't want you to know the truth. They're hiding stuff. Please do your research. I'm trying to help with some research, and I hope that this video helps. I appreciate the applause. You don't know what I've said yet, so hopefully there will <laughs> still be some at the end. Um, yeah, it, Dr. Ryan Cole, I uh, run Cole Diagnostics. It's one of the largest uh, independent laboratories in the state of Idaho. Started it 17 years ago. Um, I'm a Mayo Clinic trained, board certified uh, pathologist, uh, board certified in anatomic and clinical pathology. So yes, I have expertise in immunology and virology. Um, I also have subspecialty expertise in skin pathology. So I do a lot of skin cancer diagnostics as well. I've seen about 350,000 patients in my career. Uh, we've done about 100,000 COVID tests in the past year, so it is right up my alley, and so I'm not just blowing smoke today. This is my area of expertise. So I want to be able to share with you today actual science. You know, we get a lot of politics from one side, the other side. I'm not here to offend one side or the other. I'm here to speak data, and the data speaks the truth. And so I have no agenda. I just want people to understand, one, how, what, what public health messages have we been missing? You know, what treatment should, should be available to everybody? I want to talk a little bit about the quote vaccines and then I want to open it up to questions because I could talk on this for probably three hours or three weeks. So, you know, this I've only read maybe 6,000 articles in the last year, I've only seen, you know, like I said, 100,000 patients. So hopefully uh, buckle up and something useful. If one person walks away and I help save a life, then I've accomplished my purpose here today. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you to my friend Craig uh, in the back. I know he's got some handouts if uh, some people are interested as well. So thanks for inviting me. And thanks to Lieutenant Governor's office as well. I'm, I'm honored to be here. All right, Dustin, my friend, let's advance here and uh, we shall proceed. He's, he's the man with the, the magical buttons. Yeah, go to the next slide there if you could, please. Oh, it's right there. This is where we are right now. So does that look like a pandemic? It was. It's not anymore. We are in an endemic now. Statistically, the pandemic is over in Idaho. You statistically, yes. once we're below a set percentage, we are not in a pandemic right now. Is the disease present? Sure it is. Is it widespread? No. You know, we're still doing maybe 500 to 600 patient tests a day. At most, we're seeing 2% per day right now. And so the numbers are going way down. Uh, next slide, please. Um, Oh, you're doing the next slide and I'm not. You're one ahead of me there, Dustin. Um, so, yeah, we, we are past a pandemic stage. We're at an endemic stage. In most states, we are. There, it, there's numbers are still high in a few states, but we're getting past that point. And here's why. Coronaviruses are seasonal. They follow a six to nine month life cycle. And no matter what we do, they're going to do what they do. And then they're going to fade. What happened to SARS? What happened to MERS? What, would, what did we do to stop them? Nothing. They did their thing. Um, average uh, COVID-19 death age, 78.6. Average age of death in North America every year, 78.6. That's fascinating. Um, what, are our, <laughs> what are our highest risk factors? Obesity low vitamin D levels, advanced age. 90% of deaths in the state have been over 70 years of age. That's the at-risk population. We have stopped our society for something that's taking people that are already at that death risk age anyway. 
The virus is fragile. These are just little tidbits. It's fragile. It doesn't live outside. UV light fractionates it, kills it, blows it apart. Ventilation in the wind blows it away. It is insanity to wear a mask outside. It is absolute insanity. And that's, and that's science. That's science. There is not one study that has shown any super spreader event to have occurred outside. They have all been indoors with poor ventilation. Uh, next slide, please. All right, biggest lost message on this entire pandemic is vitamin D. There is no such thing, and if I can give one message to all of you for every winter and autumn for the rest of your lives, there is no such thing as flu and cold season. There is only low vitamin D season. Next, please. Vitamin D, every cell in your body, every nucleus has a receptor for vitamin D on it. 2,000 genes in your body are controlled by vitamin D. 5% of your body's genome controlled by vitamin D. It is the master key to your immune system, the master key. If one has a level in mid-range, you cannot develop a cytokine storm. Data shows what kills people? Cytokine storm. If you are in mid-level range, you will not die from COVID because you cannot get a cytokine storm. Next, please. All right, so we don't just have a viral pandemic. We have an international vitamin D deficiency pandemic, i.e. 70% of the world is immune suppressed. 70%, 70 to 80% of all Americans are immune suppressed because they are D deficient. 82 to 88% of nursing home patients are D deficient. Who's dying at the highest rate? Nursing home patients. 83% of African Americans, 70% of Latinos, 72% of Native Americans, 47% of Caucasians are insufficient and 70% are, are, are deficient and, well, 47% are, are deficient, 70% of Caucasians are insufficient. 80% um, of all hospitalized patients statistically are vitamin D deficient. 96% of people in the ICU are vitamin D deficient. If you are D deficient, you are immune suppressed, you are susceptible to the common cold, the flu, coronavirus of any sort, bacterial pneumonia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best mask of all is a healthy immune system and a healthy immune system does not occur. Uh, next slide, please. If you, if you don't have D in normal range. Well, how do we get D? Sunshine. You know, we synthesize it through our skin. Um, above the 35th parallel in the world or below the 35th parallel for four to five months of the year, you cannot synthesize vitamin D through your skin. The older you get, the harder it becomes as well. Vitamin D is critical. Every Idahoan, if you do not supplement, you are vitamin D deficient. You are immune suppressed in the fall and the winter. Next slide, please. So here's a good map of the 35th parallel. Anybody above that line is vitamin D deficient all winter long. Next slide, please. So <laughs> you can run outside naked thinking you're getting sunshine from October through March, like this fine gentleman here in the snow. And the amount of vitamin D you will synthesize from October through March outdoors running naked in your tutu is zero absolutely zero. If you do not supplement with vitamin D in the wintertime, you are immune suppressed. Next, please. Most insurance companies in Idaho and northern states do not pay for a vitamin D test, unfortunately. Other countries, Scandinavian, test their citizens twice a year. They supplement 35 foods on their food shelves with vitamin D. Why is Finland, Norway, Sweden doing so well? They take care of the public health of their individuals. They know that this is public health message number one for their immune health, so they do something about it. 
Uh, 80% of Americans also are magnesium deficient. Our soils are depleted. Vitamin D and magnesium play a fine dance. You need them both to work together in order to have a functional immune system. We're also zinc deficient, 70 to 80% of us in this room. Diet, 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 diet. What you eat matters. It affects your immune health. Um, obesity is, drastically reduces your ability to get vitamin D into your circulation. D is a fat-soluble vitamin. The heavier set you are, the more it goes into your fat and not into your circulation to stimulate your immune system. Uh, normal D levels also decrease colon cancer, breast cancer, thyroid cancer rates, depression rates, suicide rates. Eight out of the ten highest suicide states are northern-tiered states. Go figure. Because vitamin D, it's not a vitamin. It's a pro-hormone. And again, it affects thousands of genes in your body. You get a D level up to normal, you decrease risk for all of these things, not just COVID. Next, please. All right, most physicians, unfortunately, don't know how critical this is. This should be public health message from the pulpits of Washington, the pulpits of every state. Where we're pulling our hair, henny penny, the sky is falling, oh no, oh no. What really matters is, look, if you have a healthy immune system, you have a healthy population. And we are not emphasizing that. It's, oh gosh, mask distance, there's nothing we can do, et cetera. There is something we can do. Give the right message. And the right message is, you can take control of your immune health. You can do something about it. You know, what goes into your body does matter. Um, public health officials have ignored this critical message. Um, normal D levels. Decrease your COVID symptom severity or risk for hospitalization by 90%. That's the world data now. There have been a lot of placebo-controlled trials that show this all around the world. It is scientific fact, not just a correlation like a lot of doctors will say, oh, gosh, that's that vitamin stuff. I'm like, no, it's an essential part of the human body. It is an essential pro-hormone that your body naturally makes in the sunshine from spring through summer. Only a couple hours a day, we can get into that later if there's questions, because there's only about a three-hour window a day. Without your sunscreen, don't tell the dermatologist that I serve. You need to be outside for 20 to 30 minutes during the spring and summer to get natural vitamin D. In the fall and the winter, you need to supplement to boost your immune system. The darker your skin, the further north you live, the harder it is to synthesize vitamin D. That's why the hospitalization and the death rates in the darker skinned populations, it is not social disparity. It is plain and simple biology. It is biology. The darker your skin, the further north you live, the lower your vitamin D level, the higher your risk for COVID and all other illnesses. So, you know, I understand there are some social disparities in our society and, and you know, we can't fix that right away, but I hope we're working on it. But the biology of the disease is the darker you live, further from the equator, the less vitamin D you synthesize, the more immune suppressed you are. There is a, a cool little app called, and, and the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance, that was after World War II to sustain basic life. The amount that they give there is like, you know, a, a drop of water in the ocean that they recommend. It is nonsense, absolute nonsense. There's a cool app, it's called D-Minder, and it shows you when you can synthesize your vitamin D. Uh, next slide, please. So our esteemed Dr. Fauci said in an interview in November, well, gosh, I take eight to 9,000 units of vitamin D a day in the winter. Yet, inexplicably, that's not a public health message. In a little, you know, side interview, I'm like, well, gosh, you know it. You know it affects your immune health. You work for the government and have been in there for 40 years. Make that a message to everybody, please. Okay, next. All right, so what should public health message number one, two, and three be? Vitamin D, vitamin D, vitamin D. Number four, decrease societal obesity. Cut out the sugar, cut out the processed foods, cut out the carbohydrates. Those are all inflammatory. The more inflamed you are going into an illness, the worse you will do. 
obesity is a predisposed inflammatory state. If you are obese, you are inflamed. I don't say that to offend anybody, but I lost 45 pounds eight years ago. I've kept it off. Ask me later about that. But it, it contributes to countless diseases, you know. Next, please. All right. Is there a treatment for outpatient COVID? Is there a treatment? You know, uh, unfortunately, the three-letter letter federal government agencies have practiced therapeutic nihilism, apathy, complete apathy. No, gosh, if you get sick, go home. If your lips turn blue, uh, then go to the hospital. If you can't breathe, go to the hospital. When in the history of medicine have we said to someone, well, gosh, you have pneumonia. But once you're sick enough to be hospitalized in the ICU, we'll give you an antibiotic for your pneumonia. Insanity. Insanity. We as physicians have collectively lost our medical minds just saying, well, gosh, yeah, you have a, a, an illness that we know is killing people around the world. Why don't you just go home and see how you do? Insanity. The earlier you treat, the more complications you can decrease down the road. And you know what? There's a treatment. Uh, unfortunately, if there's a treatment for a disease, the federal government cannot approve a vaccine by law, by rule. So the NIH, who you know is involved in approving medications, they co-hold the patent on the quote vaccine with Moderna. If the fox is not guarding the hen house there, I don't know who is. That also is insanity to have the government in bed with a private company vending a product that they want to give to everybody. And so when they look at the potential quote therapeutics, hydroxychloroquine, I'm not going to talk about because pretty controversial. I have my opinions. I took it for 10 months. I've swabbed thousands of sick people. I never got COVID. So that's my story on that one. Um, there's a better medication. I'm going to discuss that next. Conflict of interest. Federal government in bed with a vaccine company. Absolute conflict. They don't want a therapy to work because then they can vend their vaccine. However, next slide, please. They've tried remdesivir. Six months ago, the world health organization said stop using remdesivir. It does not add survival rate to anybody. $3,000 a pop. What are our hospitals still doing? Giving remdesivir. When does remdesivir work? The first two to three days of disease when the virus is replicating. By the time you're hospitalized, you are in a, a hyperimmune phase of a disease. Your immune system is what the hospitalists are trying to tune down. Remdesivir, again, it's like peeing on a forest fire. It does nothing at that point because the virus is already maximally replicated. Remdesivir, expensive, of benefit to the pharmaceutical companies in their back pocket, of no benefit to your health. Convalescent plasma, when does it work? The first two to three days of disease when the virus is replicating. Do people get that outpatient? No, they don't. They only get it in the hospital when it's not effective. Monoclonal antibodies, when do those work? The first couple days of disease when the virus is replicating. By the time you're in the hospital, when the virus has reached mass maximal replication, does it work? No, it doesn't. Do steroids work? To a degree they do once you're at an inflammatory stage in the hospital, yes. All right, next please. Uh, enter an effective prevention and treatment, ivermectin. So a lot of you may, you know, we're in farm country, horse country. You know, you give it to your dogs, your cats, your horses. It's an anti-parasitic. Um, but it's a molecule. It doesn't read the textbook and say, I can only kill parasites. It's a molecule. And fascinatingly, it works against viruses too, not just SARS coronavirus, but a bunch of other viruses as well. So in August of last year, we found out that it killed coronavirus 99.9% .9 in Petri dish studies. The NIH, what did they do? For reasons I already explained, they recommended against it. And they did it on monkey cells instead of human lung cells. They're like, oh, the dose would have to be too high. They fudged the data. Unfortunately, it works 
It works. So what did the rest of the world do while we said, everybody go home and let your lips turn blue and come to the hospital? The rest of the world said, well, let's try it. So what did the rest of the world do? A lot of trials. Four billion people on the planet have taken this medication since the 1980s. This medication won the Nobel Prize for the discoverer. It is that safe. It is on the world's safest and most essential drugs list. Four billion people have taken it with only one or two deaths out of four billion, and those people had a genetic disorder. Super, super, super safe. We've given it to people at 30 to 40 times recommended dose. No effect. No, no adverse effect. It, in the world studies, and again, therapeutic nihilism here, we're finally just starting to do some studies. Some brave doctors in Texas, in Florida, in Wisconsin have been using it in their hospitals. They have decreased their death rates by 70 to 90% in their hospitals. 70 to 90, in Houston, one hospital was using it. Now all the hospitals in Houston are using it because they saw what the one brave doctor was doing. It is an approved medication. It is safe. Is it off-label? Yes. Is the FDA approving it yet? No, because the smart doctors around the world, they're like, oh, they're not smart enough. Only American doctors are smart. We have to do the trials here. Meanwhile, Pfizer got their approval from studies overseas, not done here. So it's absolutely hypocritical of our three-letter agencies to be approving certain things that were done overseas and then not approving things that were done overseas. Placebo-controlled trials, there are 15,000 patients in meta-analysis. It has decreased the death rate, no matter what your therapy is. Ivermectin, if that's added to the mix, it decreases the death rate by 75% if given early by 86%. What does that mean? Of the half million deaths we have in North America, we would have 375,000 less deaths. There, are, there is blood on the hands of bureaucrats in Washington who have suppressed this life-saving medication. Blood on the hands of those individuals. How much does it cost? Two cents. In India, in India, an entire province, 200 million people, COVID's gone. They put little blister packs together for two cents, gave it out to their entire population. They're at their grocery stores, they're at their theaters, they're walking around, they're, they're living normal life. Wherever it has been given in the world, they're back to normal life. In the US, it's compounded for about 2 to $5 per dose. You can get a full course of treatment for under $30 and decrease the death rate by, by 75 to 86%. So finally, some of the data from the world was presented in the NIH hemmed and hawed. They only looked at 11 studies instead of the, the tens and tens and tens and tens of other studies. And they're like, oh, there's one that shows maybe no benefit. 100%, next slide, please. 100% of the world trials have shown benefit. Decreases acquisition. Prophylactically, I've been on it for two months now. In Argentina, in a hospital trial, prevented 100% of acquisition in healthcare workers. 800 uh, doctors and nurses were given it during their big outbreak. Of the 800, zero got COVID. Placebo group, 57% got COVID that were not on ivermectin. Scandinavian studies prevented acquisition by 88%. Multiple uh, mechanisms of action of this molecule. Don't have time, long medical lecture, but it's fun to know. Uh, the beauty of it, it can cover all the variants because of its mechanisms. All the variants, unlike, oh, we're gonna have to give you a new formulation of this vaccine or that vaccine or that vaccine. No. The mechanisms of the action of this molecule against this virus don't stop. There's a great website, flccc.net. These are the doctors that are uh, frontline pushing this forward. And uh, they're the ones that got the NIH to finally listen, to finally take a neutral stance, to unshackle the hands of physicians that can prescribe it. 
I can say that I've saved 42 lives in the last two months. I don't prescribe very often, you know, generally behind the microscope or in the lab, but you know, from you know, one case to another and nobody doing anything. Elderly, obese, 83-year-old, 72-year-old, asthmatic, diabetic, to a T, every person that's had COVID I've treated with this has been better in 12 to 48 hours. 12 to 48 hours, to a T, 42 people. That's a small case series of, of patients. I know it works. Um, next, please. All right, vaccines. Okay, I'm going to be a little controversial here and may frustrate a few people. By definition, a vaccine historically is giving a protein or an antigen or a part of a pathogen and or a whole killed pathogen. Injecting a sequence of mRNA into a human being is a medical device. Historically, what we're doing right now does not fall under the definition of a vaccine. They shifted the verbiage in some of the federal register back in October so they could approve this. So it was a, a sleight of hand to change the verbiage. What we have right now is an experimental biological gene therapy immune modulatory injection. We are injecting people with a synthetic sequence of nucleic acid. We have never done this on a large scale in human history. mRNA trials in mammals have led to odd cancers. mRNA trials on mammals have led to autoimmune diseases, not right away, six, nine, 12 months later. So this is what we're doing right now are not approved vaccines. And so everybody, how do you create demand? You create scarcity. Oh gosh, we can't get a shot, we can't get a shot. Well, it's a beautiful marketing ploy to be able to say, gosh, there, there's a low supply. So everybody wants it now. Well, everybody may want it, but the long-term safety data is not there. 50% of healthcare providers are absolutely not getting this injection. And that's a reason. We don't trust the data. The Fox guarded the hen house. The companies did their own data. There were no independent observer groups looking at the data. You know, do the shots decrease severity of disease and hospitalization? Well, they seem to be, but they don't fall under the definition of creating pure immunity and preventing transmission. If you're immune after an injection, why in the world would you still have to mask and social distance? That is an admission that they don't know that it's a vaccine, and that's an absurdity. Um, there's no long-term proven safety. My biggest concern, um, honestly, is, next slide, please, Justin, is antibody-dependent enhancement reaction. You get a shot, you're fine. Look, it's preventing this, preventing that. With, I'm not anti-vax, not tinfoil hat. I've had lots of vaccines. My kids have had vaccines, that's fine. But if you get a coronavirus shot, historically SARS, MERS, animal coronaviruses, you get a shot, when you're exposed to a wild type variant of the virus, six, nine, 12 months later, the immune system can go haywire. In the SARS vaccine trials, in the ferrets and the monkeys, 100%, 100% of the animals when exposed to wild type virus ended up with immune reaction. I am sorry, I'm probably going too long, aren't I? If you want to just wrap up your I'll just wrap it up. So the vaccines are an experiment on society. Here's my comment on masks. Two states, one with masks, the esteemed Governor Noam. Uh, oh, next one. There, that one. All right, masks, business restrictions, no masks, no business restrictions. There's your curve of coronavirus. You can draw, draw your own conclusion as to whether masks do anything. I can tell you they do not. Um, conclusions, lots of conclusions here. Public health message number one, pro-hormone slash vitamin D, critical to every Idahoan's immune health. That should be public message number one every fall and winter for every year for the next 100 years. Absolutely. Two, 
there is an outpatient early effective prevention and treatment for COVID ivermectin. Number three, uh, your body, your choice. Uh, in my opinion, the vaccine is unproven and long-term safety is not there. We are at an endemic now. We are not in a pandemic. That's my two cents on coronaviruses. I know I'm out of time and I so thank you for the opportunity. I don't want to take any of your time. Take a couple of questions. I, I can take two or three questions now, and afterwards, um, I'll defer. I'm happy afterwards to hang out, answer any questions you have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is ivermectin uh, effective against other viruses? Yes, it is. It's effective against dengue virus to a degree, uh, partially effective against Ebola virus. It's effective against all coronaviruses. It's effective against certain mechanisms of certain uh, viral families. Yes, it is. Thank West you. Nile included which hits Idaho. It Thank is all, you, very much. you bet. Second question. I've heard that uh, the mRNA uh, uh, produces adverse effects on placenta uh, in terms of uh, uh, pregnant females, in terms of women who uh, may suffer some adverse effect who plan on getting pregnant in the future. Can you touch on that? Yeah, so the question's about mRNA affecting the placenta and uh, pregnancy. Uh, again, uh, long-term safety data isn't out. There are some studies that do indicate this type of virus, especially after you've given the shot and the mRNA is there, that the spike protein, it's called a syncytial cell, and the placenta is a con conglomeration of a bunch of cells conglomerated together, and it can stick to the surfaces of those type of cells. It can cause an immune reaction and can cause an autoimmune attack. I have a friend whose uh, uh, wife, seven months pregnant, got the vaccine because she was a... a, a hesitate to call it vaccine, um, got the shot and uh, seven months pregnant. She just miscarried yesterday, right after, right after the injection. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the question is, what's a cytokine storm? So our immune system, we have a lot of white blood cells, certain ones, you know, it's a little army fighting off things and a signal to this soldier, that soldier, this soldier, that soldier. So one cell sends out this type of cytokine and recruits another white blood cell, another white blood cell. So you have your inflammatory cytokines that ramp up your immune response, and then you have your calming cytokines that calm it down. If you have low vitamin D, all those signals keep going, bring more, bring more, bring more, bring more, death. If you have adequate vitamin D levels, all those genes turn on and off and say, ramp up, ramp up, fight, fight, fight. Hey, that's enough. You tune down, you turn down, you tune down. So cytokines are just signals from one soldier to another in the battle against a disease. You want a cytokine response to a set degree, but then you want it to go down. How can your body naturally do that? Get your vitamin D level normal. All the genes talk to each other. Improves immune health. Immune health, the best mask of all. Yes, ma'am. So quick question then. So the lipid nanoparticles that are actually in the vaccines, can that actually cause the cytokine storm? Uh, lipid nanoparticle is the question. The lipid nanoparticles in these shots, 70% uh, of us are allergic to polyethylene glycol. That is antifreeze. Polyethylene glycol 2000 is one thing they're putting to keep it from freezing. That can absolutely cause uh, anaphylactic reaction in a lot of people. So. This lady was had her hand Oh, I'm so sorry. I know a handful of brave physicians that are prescribing it. Um, you know, a lot of physicians are very guideline-driven and very, what's the protocol, what's the guideline, what's the word from Washington? Instead of, I have a black bag, I have a medical degree and a license to practice, and I have a thinking brain, 
And one out of five medicines in America is written off-label for another disease. It's approved. These are approved medicines. You're just using it for a different condition. Um, the short answer is, if you can't get it from a local doctor, there are online physicians all around the country that will prescribe it. Um, MyFreeDoctor.com, um, et cetera, et cetera. There are a bunch of online sites. Um, I, know, I know some brave individuals that are saving lives. Um, it, it, it's frustrating to try to get the data to my colleagues and say, guys, we don't need the degree of death we're seeing. And this is a preventable disease. You can prophylax, you can treat. And not only that, down the road, if you have long-term symptoms, ivermectin can tune those down as well. It, it is a phenomenal medication. And it's immune modulator, not just a viral killer. Thank you so much. I will hang out afterwards if you have questions. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, guys, I hope that video helped you. I hope it answered a multitude of your questions. I pray that you will look into it. I pray that as you listen to the doctor, that you were paying attention on how to go online and get the medicines that you need. Very cheap, very, very cheap. And take that instead of the vaccine. I am praying, I am praying that Americans will stand up and stand against this craziness that the Biden administration and the Democrats are pushing down our throats and trying to destroy us. Guys, I really hope that this has helped you. I hope that you have learned something and that as you go through this, I hope you're healthier on the other end. Hey, guys, God bless. If this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, follow. Share this with someone that you think it might be useful to. Until next week, God bless.